Hi everybody, welcome to another CornerCast podcast here on CastersCorner.com. I am your host Khalil, and this week on the CornerCast podcast, we talked to Benjamin David of of the uh, famous podcast Above and Batman Beyond. Um, you can check him out um, on Instagram, Batman Beyond Media. You can also check out the DC Collecticast, which he also runs um, on Twitter. Uh, the DC Collecticast is also on Apple Podcasts. Um, and Instagram and Twitter and uh, the Batman Beyond Media is kind of like the link tree to everything. And Benjamin David talks about um, Batman Beyond and some of the other animated works. And I've been on his show, the DC Collector Cast, and above him, uh, Batman Beyond, to talk about toys, action figures, Spin Master, McFarland um, for the last few years. And I tell the story and we talk about the story of meeting for the first time and, and connecting and how a chance encounter at, uh, at Comic-Con at New York Comic-Con when someone was in the way of, of, of doing some work and, uh, and and a friendship grows out of that. And so you, you can check him out on all of his different things. We'll put links in the description to all his stuff. Um, and he's got a great announcing voice. I love hearing him say above, and Batman Beyond. He like goes up and then drops it down low. And I also got the opportunity to kind of watch him work on his YouTube channel. Um, and the amount of work and scripting that he puts into it puts me to, we just do it very differently. Um, I was going to say puts me to shame, but I'm, I like what I do. Um, but he does a really well produced and, and really well thought out program as well. So um, you can go check that out on all the social medias. Um, again, we'll put links up there. Um, you can also check us out. We are at Caster's Corner on all social media, casterscorner.com. Check out the YouTube channel, casterscorner.com backslash, sorry, uh, youtube.com backslash Caster's Corner um, for our toy of the day. And uh, we're almost at 180. We've almost done it for six months, which is just insanity to think that this weekend will be six months I've been doing this every night. Um, so you can check that out as well. And, uh, yeah, uh, short and sweet, you know, under three minutes, I think I, I can do this. Um, so go check out Benjamin David on above and Batman beyond and the DC collect cast and all his other DC channels, which is just, it's fun to kind of dive into all the things he gets to do. Um, and, uh, yeah. So without further ado, it is myself it is Benjamin David talking all things, podcasts, videos, Batman, DC, everything. Uh, so enjoy. Yeah, so the organization piece of it is like you see the nice stuff behind me. Like this is very well curated. Yeah. Um what's below yeah, background, yeah. What's below me right here is <laughs> just a mess of open packages and um various unopened stuff and stuff in process so it's kind of one of those things um that's the beauty of uh things with cameras though it's uh (laughs) you can fool it yeah you can hide things um it's starting to creep though you can see the the one bag right here is starting to creep up and the box like it's a little bit magic's getting revealed yeah and a little bit in the shot but um it hasn't gotten any higher than that but um you know i think (laughs) I think our first interaction you had no idea about. Um, I think I okay. told you this, but I don't think I, I don't. I think it was like one of those in passing things. 
Um, I was trying to shoot images of the DC booth at New York Comic Con. Now I'm remembering. Go ahead. <laughs> and it was one of those things where you stood out because you, I think you were wearing a tank top like you are now. I was and, probably wearing this. If it was 2019, I was rocking this. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and it stood out because like I had just come in from walking from a different appointment and um, that was across town and just got off the subway and it was raining and it was cold. And like, I was like this in a hoodie all bundled up and you're on the middle of the floor in a tank top. And I'm like, <laughs> so you're talking to Jim from DC collectibles or DC yes. direct, whatever they were at the time. And you had finished your interview and you kept talking and I'm like, just move. I need to take pictures. Just, and then, some, like and, and then somewhere on, I don't remember on one of the boards I follow or Instagram or something, <clears throat> um, I saw the video mm. and I was like, I know that guy. He was in my way, my shots. Um, and then we start talking and we've been friendly, you know, friends ever since. Um, so I guess, I guess my question is like, how did I, I'm always curious to see how everybody started doing this stuff. Mm. Um, because I think you're, you're coming at it from a much different perspective because whenever we talk, um, you have a appreciation and enjoyment of the toy stuff, mm. um, but not as in depth as like I go, like knowing production and and some of the companies and some of the stuff that they do, and um, you're much more from a production slash movie TV kind of perspective. Exactly. So I'm kind of yep. curious, like in all of this, like how did you get into this stuff and like. And how do you, well, I'll save that for later. So how did, like, how did this start for you? Like, how did you start above and Batman beyond? Um, and, and the channels that you run. Yeah. So above and Batman beyond, uh, that's our YouTube channel now, which has built from, I mean, it really started with what was called comic book, So comic book international. Um, and I was a blogger and a teacher at the time. Like all I had was a blog site. Uh, I was still a teacher and I was, that year I started to work seven days a week to just like save up a bunch of money and be like, all right, like I do enjoy teaching, but I think maybe there's more out there for me. So I started the discipline the summer before my last year of teaching of writing this blog. And about when, when is that for you? August, 2016 is when I started. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Cool. So like five years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was my first comic con only two months later. And I was kind of like, you know, I started the blog built, of course, with into an Instagram. And what was interesting for me personally was prior to that, I hadn't been on social media, really. Um, I 100% avoided Facebook for, for years, plural. Um, mm -hmm. So like Instagram was pretty much new to me. I think I started my Instagram like January 2016. So, okay. and, and like prior to that, I mean, the geek stuff throughout teaching I had and I had always been obsessed with movies, as you said, like I'm more of a film production podcast type stuff. Um, so like that interest had always been there, but specifically the Batman stuff and the animation stuff, I hadn't, what was funny for me was I hadn't like continued my interest of that up to 28. And then all of a sudden at 28, I'm like, well, let me get deeper into the Batman animation. And then it just didn't, <laughs> I, yeah. I've only gone deeper, which has been cool. 
Um, so now I'm what 36 and, uh, yeah. So fast forward to now and, and years I haven't, uh, stopped and it built from the blog site that I was telling you about then to a podcast. So fast forward to June, 2017, uh, I started above and Batman beyond, and, uh, it was just interviews at that time. So I was interviewing the people, whoever I could get kind of punk rock journalism, which sounds kind of corny, but I would just literally go on Twitter and just yeah. be like, can you come on my show? You know, yeah. people who worked on the show and comic writers, whoever, uh, whoever works on Batman Beyond, it was like a survey show in that respect. Mm -hmm. Then that built into having a co-host. Uh, and then fast forward to now, um, I've had several different podcasts and that podcast then is now the same name of the YouTube channel. And uh, there's a vid series for that, as well as two other series on there, all DC related, uh, and they all have companion podcasts. So there's that DC Collecticast, which you've been on several times. Uh, mm -hmm. Now that's a video show on there. And then the DC animated movie show. So that was another niche, <clears throat> excuse me, beside Batman Beyond, where I was like, who doesn't have a show specifically about these things? Mm -hmm. And those are those shows. So. Um, how did you, I, I, <laughs> and so this is the other half of the question that I saved yeah. was, so how do you motivate? Like, how do you keep going? Because all this stuff is like, if, you know, if I don't put up a video tonight, I I don't I don't think many people that aren't my like close friends are gonna notice. Mm. In some ways, like I have that mentality of like, is the work I do important enough that people would notice if I didn't do it? You know, is it because you said like you said it's it's very some of the stuff is very niche. Like some of it is very like focused and. The community's smaller. It's not as wide of an audience sometimes as as other things that are going on. Mm. Um, so what is it for you that keeps you motivated to keep going and doing this stuff? Um, I Yeah, because I, I, I struggle with it. I, I, I struggle with it on a regular basis of like, is it good enough? Um, do I need to improve it? Sometimes it's just like I do it just to do it. Because mm -hmm. I feel like compelled to do it, um, but I don't know. I always like to see what how other people motivate themselves to keep going. I like to. So I'm from New Jersey, and in New Jersey, uh, people are very competitive, and mm -hmm. they like to <laughs> prove each other wrong. And uh, I think I just honestly still have that in me. It's like both me and to everyone else who thought I wouldn't keep pursuing this shit, uh, I actually have. Now it's it's it honestly is partly that which isn't which is kind of like, let's call it the unhealthy part. Um, you said you're compelled. I, compulsion is probably, mm -hmm. um, but it, so. So who told uh, you, you couldn't do it is my question. <laughs> you wrote it. So uh, who told my, you? Yeah. I mean, probably more myself. But, okay. So the thing is with Jersey though, it's like, I grew up in Jersey suburbs and not like close to the city, hip Jersey suburbs. It's like, all right, Hollywood. Like, Oh, you like movies. Cool. I mean, everything where I grew up was, little league and uh, just you know apple pie america and that's cool for some mm. people they're, they're really into that and that's their thing and there's nothing wrong with that at all uh, it's just not personally my thing i think i would have thrived a little better in a uh, uh more multicultural like i'm into other languages and stuff like i've lived abroad and i, I think some more exposure to that maybe and, and jersey's a multicultural place i was lucky for that respect i guess um, my high school is diverse enough but the point is like i i think i would have thrived a little better if i had pursued performing arts or some kind of writing or theater film production much earlier. Um, you know, like in New York, you're not impressed or any city, probably St. Louis. I don't, it doesn't matter. Like you're not impressing everybody, anybody in those places by going like, 
oh, I'm the sound guy on a news show. It's like video production is just part of life in kind of urban areas. And I feel like I didn't come from a place that was very, uh, everything was, you need a backup, you need a backup, especially graduating 2003 high school. It's like arts, sure, but you need a backup and yeah. study all this stuff that you might not be interested in. So I did that for 18 years and I didn't like it. So yeah, no, I was a teacher too. <laughs> I taught. <laughs> what, what, what did you teach? And by the way, I'll say I love teaching. It wasn't that I didn't like teaching and I will go back to teaching. It was just uh, I had never again done like the things I never pursued the things I kind of always wanted yeah. to. And I didn't think it was fair to my students, honestly, to like have a teacher who wanted to do other stuff and wasn't devoted to their students. That's the teacher I would want to have. Uh, yeah. And so after a while, I was like, well, you know, four years, I think was enough time. I taught middle school to answer your question. What subject? I'm just curious. Uh, oh, Italian. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, I, I, t- I taught middle school history okay. um, for f- four years. Okay. <laughs> so, and then I left. <laughs> so I know yeah, the feeling. So um, I bet. <laughs> yeah. And I can't even imagine, like, at least, yeah, I can't imagine teaching a foreign language to middle schoolers. Oh, my God. Jeez. That'd be Yeah, insane. especially, like, you know, America, I love this country, but it happens to be a place where foreign languages, uh, we have the upper hand linguistically globally because everybody kind of has to speak English to some Mm -hmm. degree or another. Whereas, you know, so people, you go to other countries and they're like, Oh, my English is terrible. You're having entire conversations with people in English and saying it's terrible here. It's like to get these kids to speak two words of Italian in the class. And then the whole time the administrators are like, get them to speak, get them to speak. I'm like, dude, come on, man. Yeah. There's a lot more that goes in. Yeah. I mean, the reason I left was just the lack of, lack of administrative support for issues because I taught in inner city. And even though we were at a good, even though I was at a good school, you know, good in quotes school, um, there was no support for us um, where kids were throwing chairs and and stuff and no suspension. You were a real teacher. You guys were the real heroes. (laughs) Um, And this was, yeah, this was early, early 2000, mid, mid early 2000s. Um, And so, I mean, I didn't leave teaching for this. I I still teach, um, but I teach in a museum, so like it's it's a different type of stuff, and I enjoy it. But I mean, this stuff is really what gets me <coughs> excited about work. Like I lose myself in 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 doing the stuff. I would love to say I want to say lose myself in the editing and, and and the production piece, but I don't edit and I don't. I I, I guess you'd consider this producing, but like it's more hosting. Um, cause I just, I don't have the patience. Like we, we did, and, and I don't think this is, I, I won't give anything specific away, but you know, last week, um, we did work for your, your channels. Um, yes. we did a couple pieces, yeah. um, that are upcoming. And, um, I, I said to you, I remarked, I was like, <laughs> I don't have the patience to do the editing that you got to do. Cause I watched you and, and it was interesting. Like, um, I never thought, because I don't know enough about video editing, and I know the basics. Like, I can lay in and fade in the intro music and the intro to this podcast, and then, you know, put the conversation in and make cuts if I need to. But, like, that, that that's as far as my, my understanding goes. But then when you were doing, like, the, like, to catch the sound, and I'm like, I had to look up why you did that. <laughs> Cause like I, I've tried to do the whole, um, where I had an issue with something and I had to try to take the audio I took on my recorder and add it to a piece I did. Mm -hmm. And 
and I had no idea what I was doing. I could, sound sync, yeah. I could never get it. I could never <laughs> get it right. It was always like just that like half of a half of a second where like the lips would start moving and then the sound would start. With video you're saying. Yeah. 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 And like, yeah. So how did like how much time goes into editing the stuff? Because I think we, we I think we recorded for about ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. So what's that like for you to take that ninety minutes and turn it into something packaged that you would put out so what you what you were kind of participating in that was a a vidcast of a slightly new kind uh that's kind of a new animal because meaning i record that it's pre-recorded so we do it on zoom but it's also video like i've recorded Mm -hmm. podcasts audio podcasts on zoom but i haven't uh really done video and edited to a large extent so I say new because for a while I've been going live, like my vid content with podcasts has been going live on YouTube. And then I just upload that to the audio feed mm-hmm. <laughs> take the audio from the video, upload it uh, to our audio podcast feed. So this, what you saw was, yeah, if we recorded for 90 minutes, um, you know, that in video content, that's just going to go on probably in probably half hour chunks, 20 to 30 minute uh, chunks on the YouTube channel. It's hard to say what that would take in terms of editing time. I mean, the vidcasts are what you were on is nothing compared to like when I shoot actual vids, like just V I D S. Those are the behemoth editing projects on our YouTube channel. So I kind of do three things going live. Now I'm starting to do the vidcasts uh, because I have way better internet than my former studio, which <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> prevented me from that. Uh, and then now, so I, because I have that, I'm starting the vidcast thing that I explain. And then there's um, the vids. So the vids are time vampires to answer that question. Just endless. What, what do you edit in? I'm just, I mean, I know this, is, I know everybody listening is like, but I think it's, I think it's something that doesn't get talked about. Like you see the produced videos, you see the produced podcasts. Right. And a lot of the conversations were like, oh, what toys do you like? Or what episodes do you like? Or what? And we never get into like some of the stuff that we, we have to do. And I find it fascinating. Like I had a diorama guy on a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. And I'm like, so how long does it take you to build one of those things? And like, and how do you do this, the lines on this? And I'm like, somebody out there is going to find this really interesting. And I think that, I think the motivation piece, um, is 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 important but i also think some of the 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 behind the scenes stuff is interesting too so like, i think more people are interested in it than yeah. we think yeah like i've had guests on my podcast who are like you know even comic artists and they're like do people really want to hear this i'm like yes they do yeah <laughs> yeah so what but, do you use no, to edit like, you asking yeah. yeah so what do you use to answer your question about editing i edit on now reluctantly a bit i edit on iMovie mm-hmm. um that's mostly just because of hardware. I, I looked into what it would take to kind of have a a Mac that would be reliable enough with Adobe Premiere, which I do know Premiere. Mm-hmm. I am proficient in Premiere, so but um, you know I've I've gone deeper with editing and kind of <clears throat> Premiere. In case you're not familiar, is kind of like the industry standard program. But I'm back to iMovie now because I have a Mac Mini, and frankly, it's like, and I this is advice for any content creator like. I've only been YouTubing for about a year and it's not like I'm a premier master either. So to spend, you know, anywhere between 1500 to three grand on a machine where it's like, am I really using this? Um, I recommend sticking with simple machines that can still produce your content. Um, And iMovie, you'd be amazed what you can produce between that and these other like template websites that I've 
um, accessed recently and stuff I've been able to put together looks in my opinion, incredible for iMovie. Yeah, no, like your stuff looks well done. And like I have other friends that do editing and like they don't do anything, you know, like they don't do any of the fancy like big, big things, but they do enough that it looks, it looks professional. Like if you look at my videos versus your videos, yours (laughs) definitely look way more professional. Mine are exactly what you see right now is what my videos are on YouTube. They are 100% just me sitting here talking about whatever new toy I have. Like, yeah. Um, and I, for me, I found, um, like you said, they're, they're time vampires. They, they just suck time. Um, well, that's the thing you have to make that choice. Like what's good about you, I think, is that you have decided like what you want to talk about in your content and you've recognized that I don't need a time vampire in my life to make this thing happen. Well, but, but so, so there, there's where I disagree. Or maybe you have, I don't know. I just, that's. Well, so what I came to the realization I the realization I came to was I got a nice new computer last year. I got yeah. a new Mac, and it was or two years ago, and um, I got it as a birthday present, like it was a family gift, and it was nice. It was a really nice thing for them to do for me. Um, but they said get something that's not that's you're not going to outgrow in a year. And so we spent a lot of money on this thing. (laughs) Like it is a nice machine with a lot of good features to it. Um, Because my Macs, I usually keep my Macs for about 10 years. I think that's that's usually how long it'll last before the programs can't pretty much run. Like five minutes to open a browser. You know what I mean? Like it's it's that kind of crawl. Um, And so I was like, okay, I got a new machine and I should learn editing. So I, you know, simple editing software that was on here, iMovie, and there was another one that was on here um, that came standard with it. And then I bought like a, a trial or I had a free trial to to um, uh, Final Cut Pro. Oh, okay. And so, you know, I tried them. <clears throat> and for two hours, I, I, I made a <laughs> an intro. <laughs> to a video not even the video itself i just did the intro and it was simple text um i don't think i i don't think it's on this machine at the moment but it was like it was it was just like a blue background and like the square that came in and then the letters that went around the square took me two hours right that you'll never get back that i'll never get back and but i thought (laughs) my my idea was this yeah. If I could figure it out and save it, I could pull out whatever was on the carousel and whatever right. the text was. So okay. I could save that as a template and then use that every time I do a video and just put in the new whatever. And then I showed it to some people and everybody was <laughs> like, everybody I was like, well, does that blue match the blue color on your website? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I like the blue. And they're like, well, it should match your logo. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, you should put your logo. You got a lot of dead space on that page. And I'm like, okay. And Welcome like, to branding. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, after after two hours of work, and then the sound quality was bad. And like, so everything went sideways. And spending a week on one video, I was like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Um, it's, Yeah. <sighs> So it's smart that you saw that though. Well, but like I, but so here's the other side of it is I run a site 
that is based in pop culture toys, you know, toys of some kind or collectibles or whatever you want to call it. And I wasn't producing content. Like I was doing the weekly podcast, like kept up on that just fine. And I was posting a lot of toy pictures on my Instagram and social media, but I wasn't posting anything um, on the website for the most part, unless something really big came up that I had to talk about. And so I decided, well, we're going to do YouTube. And the position I am in right now, it started with me and a lamp and the camera on my laptop. And then over five and a half months now, it has grown into this. It's well lit. It's got a background, new camera, new mic, like everything kind of like, but again, still no editing. Like, no intro editing, no, like, branding for it, like, 100%. And it's me memorizing. Like, we talked about me memorizing mm. lines the other day. And I was like, yeah, no, I just I just did the video, and I just rattled off. I'm like, you find us here, you can find us here, you can find us here, you can find us here, listen to the podcast, go here, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Here's our little saying at the end of every episode. Good night. Bye. And it's like, that's where I am. But that being said... I would like to be able to edit. <laughs> mm. I would like to have bumpers that go in and out. You know what I mean? I would like to be able to do it. Um, but the sheer amount of content I am producing on a daily basis, I can't do while working like a 50 to 60 hour a week day job and doing this. I think that that's where, where the realization comes, where it's like something's got to give so we're just gonna we're just gonna put out the content. I don't really give a crap what it looks like for the most part. And I know that sounds bad, but it's like I think there's enough quality there that and there's enough value in it that it doesn't need the bells and whistles for me. Because I really appreciate the stuff that you do. Like I, I, I really like seeing some of the editing, some of the choices that you guys make, um the scripts that you write, like I don't. I don't think I. I. I don't think I could do it and stay on my tracks. Mm. Let's put it that way. So, yeah. I mean, I. If I wasn't in, I'll say if I still had the nine to five that I did before, I, there would have been no way that I could have gotten. Let's call the train started. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so because I kind of took that time off of teaching and <clears throat> geared my work life around learning all this shit and having the time for it. <laughs> Now I am re-entering the nine to five, so I'll let you know uh, if it is <laughs> feasible. Well, but what's good about it is just setting up the infrastructure. Um, for sure, you're going to need some time for that setup. I will send you links, though. You mentioned the bumpers and shit like that. Um, oh, sorry, can I curse on here? I yeah. didn't ask. We, we, okay. I try not to do it excessively, but yeah. Okay, right. one slip right. through. Um, so like, yeah, I mean, I'll send you links because you'd be pretty amazed what template wise, and then some tricks with, with iMovie that would go ahead. Yeah, no, that's it. Uh, that'll really change your life. (laughs) Well, but, and, and here's the thing. I don't do any, like I literally just go live on YouTube. So like I'd have to be able to put the bumpers in within YouTube. Hmm. Uh, I think so. I am learning that now too. Uh, live is still like a six to eight month new thing in my life. Um, I've noticed that edit video feature afterward. So that's another thing I'll let you know about because yeah. Um, but dude, ed- going live is the best. Like I, 
you mentioned like the vids and the editing and appreciating the writing and all that. I started the YouTube channel with just those types of like every week I'm going to put one of these out. It's like, yeah, sure. Every week you're going to put out essentially a five minute documentary that you're fully edited. It's not happening. Uh, yeah. So I started going live and I'm going to, you know, hopefully the schedule will be like twice a month I go live. And so you get like two vids a month two going live a month. Um, I'm hoping I can stick to that right now. I've been going live a lot to at least give people that weekly video, but yeah. I feel you. I mean, there's no editing with that. Uh, you just have the thumbnail ahead of time, whatever you're going to talk about. You don't even have, you know, intro scripts, like you said, which, you know, for people out there that saves, that changes your life in advance of going live. So, yeah, no, I, like, like we said last time, a lot of it for me is, is teaching. Um, and the type of teaching I do now is very in the moment. So I have a, most people will call them scripts, but I usually, when I'm teaching, I usually have like a six page lesson plan script that I go How many by. six you said? Six page. Okay. Um, now here's the thing. We usually have about, I don't know, 12, between 12 and 20 different programs. So basically I have to have those memorized and I can refresh but then once I'm up on stage or if I'm up in front of the groups, um, I don't have anything with me. So like I don't have like the lesson plan script with me. So it's like everything's got to be kind of fresh. So for me, that piece of it has always been easy um, once I get it down. And and the, the hard part is remembering to do it. It's not so have much remembering. stage acting? No. I can't. I people can't. would kill for those skills. But you know what the funny thing is? I can't do stuff verbatim. Okay. Like I can't. If you were to give me, um, like a script, uh, it would take me forever to memorize like the whole script or my whole page for the day or or whatever I have. Um, what I can do are these little quick little moments that I can just kind of pepper in. And it's 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 a consistency. The problem is I always forget to do them. I'm so excited to talk about whatever the toy is that I'm like, hey, <laughs> yeah. how you doing? I'm Khalil. Welcome to casterscorner.com. And I'm like, today we're going to talk about... And I'm like, oh, by the way, <laughs> two minutes in, I'm like, by the way, did I forget to tell you to go to the Instagram today? I forget to tell you to blah, 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 blah. So like, yeah, I get that stuff. Um, but there are times I forget the other stuff. But I mean, that's that's one of the advantages to doing the live stuff for me. Because it's like... Every day I sit down, I take about 20 pictures. I do a two-paragraph write-up, add in all the links, record 10 to 15-minute video, and every night by midnight, there is a new video up on our page. And we're on day 166 or 7 as of today. Um, so it's just... And as a compulsive content creator, as I mentioned before, I... that. Just that makes me so jealous that like you can that people can be that prolific. But that's what going live affords you. It's awesome. Well, the the idea was the the initial idea for this was um, I wanted, like you said, you were looking for something that wasn't there, right? You were looking mm -hmm. for things that weren't being talked about. And what I noticed was, yes, these other content creators were doing videos on everything that I do. But they were doing one a week or two a week, or they were doing like five a day. So there wasn't <laughs> like right. the consistent, like, you know, if you got a, a wave of, like, you got the new um, uh, 
bat tech, whatever, whatever we call it. The future the tech. Bat tech. The, yeah. Um, but you got a few of them, right? You got a couple of them or here or there. So a reviewer would take those, do five videos for those, and then put them all up in one day. And it's like, okay, well, you just burn through a week's worth of content. So in my eyes, because I'm like, I think it's better if you offer something that people can continually expect. That's the consistency of it. And it was born out of the idea of, since I wasn't doing stuff, I'm going to write about every toy that I bought in 2020. And we're going to see if we can do 365 days. <laughs> I have not touched ambitious two thirds of the toys I bought in 2020 yet. In 165, 66 days, I have only talked about stuff I have bought since November of 2020. I have not talked about anything prior to, for the most, there might have been one or two that slipped in, but for the most part, everything I bought was from like October, November of 2020 and not before. So did you write about it or? Okay. Nope. (laughs) I took pictures on Instagram, but I didn't write any reviews. I didn't do any of that stuff. Um, but you're keeping up the writing while doing all this YouTube stuff on the podcast too. So when I say writing, I write a, it's, it's a, it's a prepackaged intro on, on the website, which is today on the toy of the day, we are going to take a look at X, Y, and Z. Okay. And then I write a one paragraph, (coughs) what we're going to talk about today to tease it out. Um, and to give some text to the YouTube description, um, that's all they write. Everything. But I mean, like in general, are you still doing like Caster's Corner pieces in writing? Well, the, well, that's what I'm saying. So one of the pieces that got born out of this was the idea of, um, I'm doing the toy of the day, but there's no content going on the website. So about, okay, so you're, it's kind of, you're combining everything really. So about 50 days in, I want to say, or 40 days in about a month or two in, I was like, we need to put these on the website. So the initial idea was to do one post a week that was the week's worth of Toy of the Days. Just post all the YouTube links in that one thing. And then I took some really good pictures um, for the thumbnails. And I was like, well, why don't I just do a gallery? So I built, I put together a little light box that's right here, right next to the computer. So I put the toy in there. I take like 10 pictures, 15 pictures. Upload them to the website, write a small description, write a small little links to all of our stuff. Um, and then I take the YouTube embedded video and I put it in there. And then so it goes on YouTube and then it goes back there. So I have daily content on the website and with a gallery. So like the work has increased. <laughs> right. Because it's like it's not just turn on the camera, talk about the toy and move on. It's mm-hmm. it's doing that. So um What's it like for you to do it for episodes? Because I know you do episode breakdowns and you talk about... Because like, there's a finite amount, right? For me, like the toy train doesn't stop. Like Hasbro right. is not going to stop making Star Wars. like, Or somebody's not going to stop making Star Wars, you know? If McFarlane and Spin Master lose the DC license next year, another yeah. company is going to get it. And there's going to be more DC toys to talk about. Um, but with Batman Beyond, you, you hit a... Th- there's, there's an episode count. So <laughs> how do you kind right. of balance that idea for you to talk about your episodes and not worry about what am I going to do when it's over? <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple of things there. One is that Batman beyond in and of itself is actually a little bigger or a lot bigger than just the DCAU, which is going to be your 
TV Batman Beyond. So it's a yeah. multimedia property because you got all the you have 52 episodes, then you got the one movie and then comics. So it's not a ton. It doesn't seem like a ton. Is it really only 52? That, yeah, it was only like two and a half seasons, really. Like God, three seasons. It seems yeah. a lot more than that. But anyway, sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, well, that's the presence that it has. Yeah. Uh, right. So, <laughs> um, so I always looked at it as it is niche, but if I treat it as a survey show, meaning like if I open it to multimedia beyond, because you're right, if you just do a, like a commentary show, we're doing or, uh, you know, episode by episode Batman Beyond, you're done after 52 for sure. 53, right? Though? Uh, is it 53? Well, am I wrong about that? Not exactly. Because it was the original 52 episodes plus the epilogue. Oh, you're right. Well, yeah, then you have JLU. Yeah. Yeah. Just just the one. But yeah. But uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. You're right. I yeah, always so love that, that one. to cover as well. Um, well done. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you have that. But then beyond, 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 yeah. uh, you also have the DC animated movie show. And that's why I started bringing other shows kind of into that same YouTube channel is because, yeah, beyond after a while, um, you're either going to run out or I just think it's not enough for a YouTube channel. YouTube channels should have different series and some variety. So I bring in the DC animated movies and then I also bring in now DC collect cast. So I figure between those three things, uh, all DC related, it's a nice diet where I can, uh, yeah, like you said, not run out. <laughs> but why, why, so what drew you, I guess what drew you to Batman beyond like what, what drew you to Terry and old man Bruce, like what, what was kind of like the hook for you that kind of got you? Cause I liked it. I don't think I was as into it as I was into the JLU, um, or, mm. or liked it as much. Um, so what kind of drew you into it? Like what was, what was kind of like the thing that kind of got you? Yeah. So what drew me in, what drew me into Batman beyond was, I actually have a weird story with it because I was 16 when I got into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was like toward its end, if not done by that point, because it was 2001, fall of 2001. Um, so it was either on its end or it was, you know, halfway through. Um, and I was a 16 year old who had just kind of like shifted friend groups and essentially wasn't hanging out with any of my friends very abruptly that I was before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking back psychologically, I was probably attracted to Terry uh, because he was a bit of a delinquent but he was trying to do good. Uh, that was me right in the middle of that. Hence why I wasn't hanging out with some friends <laughs> at the time. Uh, but mostly, I mean, at the time, what really drew me in was growing up in the animated series. And I'm like, Oh, it's Kevin Conroy is the old Batman in this. And I always love sci-fi always obsessed with, you know, specifically Blade Runner alien, kind of the mm-hmm. cyberpunk uh, lived in universes, a little more gritty than your kind of shiny sci-fi. It just had it everything for me. Um, and what was weird once again was, you know, at that point I was into being, a, I don't know, I don't know, delinquent, but I was into <laughs> delinquency, let's call it, not into animation is the point. Uh, yeah. So it was kind of funny that like this was a thing that I became obsessed with. Like I come home straight after school, not at 10 years old at 16 and, and run to Batman Beyond. But so it kind of had that initial uh, interest for me. And then you know, with the Nolan movies coming out and everything else throughout my twenties, obsessed with every one of those movies as they came out and everything, but it wasn't, I didn't revisit really the animation until once again, like, uh, 28 and then getting into beyond the first, I'm like, all right, let me start a 
Star Wars podcast. Let me start a Batman podcast. You start to look at those and this was, you know, 2016 by this point. Yeah. So you had plenty of right. There's a lot of competition. You're just not yeah. going to compete with. <laughs> um, so it just kind of, I kept working down the niche and was like, oh, no one's done beyond really. And also now DC animated movies. Well, um, do you think Terry's going to have a bigger splash than he has? Or do you think that he's, do you think he's going to have the renaissance that Miles Morales has had? You, or, or do you think he's, DC's Warner Brothers is not going to let anybody outshine Bruce Wayne. It's a good question. I mean, I so I think a Batman Beyond <clears throat> movie is inevitable, um, <clears throat> especially because of the age group now. To like ten years ago, well, you could have said it was inevitable, and you would have been right. I mean, twenty years ago they had, I think, two thousand. Yeah, there was a movie in development twenty-one years ago, live action. So <clears throat> it's not. It's never been kind of like a thing where it was a on their never list. Batman Beyond was never right. on their never list. It has been a bit of a, a gamble, of course, in the, let's call it zeitgeist of your age group. But now their fans, you know, Beyond fans are early to mid to late 20s, um, if not into their, you know, 30s. So it's going to 40s. happen. 40s, there you go. <laughs> Good, right. But even me, like I'm a, I find like at my age, once again, I'm not the typical Beyond fan at 36 because I was 16 when the show was 14 to 16. That's generally when you're not going to be watching animation. You know what I mean? So, yes, we like it. uh, And some people certainly were Beyond fans. But I'm talking like the kids who grew up with their Batman as Batman Beyond, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I think that that was the I think that was a little bit of a weird time, too, because it wasn't just Beyond because I think the new adventures were still going right yeah at one point all so at one point there was three shows going there was beyond uh sorry beyond i guess sorry let me backtrack a little bit prior to jl and jlu there was three going on at once there was yeah. beyond the superman animated series and new adventures yeah right so like you know it it was it always felt like it was i lost my thought it always felt a little bit splintered um, mm. And it always looked like there was something. It never had like its own moment um, where it mm. was like the only one that you can get. Because like if you think about shows like that, where you look at like who was your person, like there was competition. You know, you had Kevin Conroy on many, many things that kind of drew attention. You can watch that Batman whether he was old or whether he was, you know, in in a team or whether he was in Gotham. So you had all these different options <clears throat> that kind of, I don't want to say diluted, but like, I, I still say The Return of the Joker is one of the best animated movies that they, they made. Like, it was so well done. The twist at the end, I, I don't even, what, 20, 30 years later, I don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't seen it. You're right. <laughs> Like the the way that they twist and turn through that mystery was just perfect, and I think it was one of those things where I think when they do those future shows for me, you, or those alt reality shows for me, I always want to see the connection. Mm-hmm. I always want those little touch points that you kind of wonder about. Like <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think in the show, you know. The original, with the exception of Freeze, I don't think you saw a lot of previous villains, you know? Like, they didn't come up as often. 
Right. You know, he had his own rogues gallery. You didn't have mm-hmm. the Joker. You didn't have Two Face. You didn't have like you know you had uh, Harley's Harley's daughter granddaughters the twins. Yeah, yeah. the DD twins uh, granddaughters. Yeah. So like you you had those little moments, but you didn't have as many. Um, like Barbara, of course, being police chief um, or or commissioner, um, but like Dick Grayson never really came up. No, and he was such a large part of the animated series. Um, Tim Drake and and I, I think they skip pretty much skip Jason um, for the most part there. But <clears throat> when I watch these kind of shows, I always want I want to know what happened. You know, I want I want to know like how do you just walk away from something like that, or how do you you know what happened? Why did Bruce? You know, why are the suits there? Because they always had the suits in the cave, but they didn't really talk much about what actually happened a lot of times. So, so Return of the Joker for you, yeah, getting that flashback in return of the joker which is yeah. really the flash forward of new adventures you must love that yeah it was it was just one of those things where i was like all right here it is it, it, it made the establishment it made the connection um it put that puzzle piece in that just was like okay here's the click i can enjoy this because i have this and they they connect here um and so i, I like those kind of things like they're doing that with spider-man i think i think the rumor mm. is right now the next Spider-Man movie is going to, action? yeah, is going to, is, is the lead is Tom Holland, but they're going to connect to Tobey Maguire and they're going to connect to Andrew Garfield because Alfred Molina is playing Doc Ock and Jamie Foxx is playing Electro. That... So, you know, it legitimizes, it's like, um, when, uh, when they did crisis for mm-hmm. the, the CW shows, um, Burt Ward was in there, so he connected to the Adam West. Robert Wool was in there to connect to Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin Conroy was in there to connect to the animated world. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you had all these things that kind of just were like, everything's connected. And I like that. I like that feeling, um, which is why I liked Epilogue so much. Epilogue might be my favorite, technically, Batman Beyond episode. Like all right, so are we going to spoil epilogue for people here or no? I I mean okay because we can. I just wanted to make sure you, before I proceed. That... You know, I don't want to spoil the Joker, but I, I I think epilogue is has been out long enough, and it yeah. doesn't ruin it too much. But well, I don't know. the point is that it's a controversial episode, so it's interesting. I love hearing people like some people are very pro epilogue, and some people are like, no, I don't recognize that as canon. Really. Uh, oh yeah yeah even within beyond like uh, alan burnett we interviewed him at, at new york comic-con and he was like i i love bruce tim obviously we worked together for years but i refuse to accept <laughs> bruce tim has always come off as a you 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 can take you could take a giant step off a building as far as like what he wants versus what like he he wants what he wants like he's very to the point. Like I've interviewed him a few times. Oh, really? And, and there are times where I oh ask, God. I've asked him questions, and he's like, "No, we're never doing that. Why would you? Like, I don't like it, and we're not doing it." Like there were moments where I think everybody bothered him for the Killing Joke forever. They want okay. to see the Killing Joke. They want to see the Killing Joke, and he's like, "It's too dark. We're not going there. We're not doing this. It's, it's, you've seen what we do. This is not what we do." 
And then all of a sudden we have it. And he's like, it's been really great to be able to work on this. And it's been a long time coming. And like, you could just see, like, he had no, he, he did not want to do this. I think I in, in, one, in one of the interviews, he's like, yeah, no, I never wanted to do this, but here we are. And, and we got, you know, we got Bruce, we got, we got Kevin Conroy and we got Mark Hamill back. Uh, and like, we're just getting, you know, how could we not do it? So we're just going to, and, I, and again, I might be paraphrasing or I might have mm-hmm. been remembering the quote wrong, but I know that no, he it was. Sounds like it, Bruce Tim. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I, I, I did. I loved it. I really loved it. I thought it was one of those really great moments that not only wrapped up JLU, but wrapped up Batman Beyond because so mm-hmm. many times these shows just don't get. There's there's that new thing on TikTok where there's a there's a new like I don't even know what to call them. Like, are they memes? Are they because they're like memes of they're like live action memes okay. where it's like <clears throat> somebody was showing there's a video of a kid watching Static Shock with like somebody okay. and they're like, all right. And then they show the end of the episode like and next time on blah, blah, blah. Oh, they took the audio from um uh from Toy Story. Where okay. I think it was Toy Story two, they took the audio where they're like, and next time on blah blah blah, you'll find out what happened to blah blah blah, and and one of them was Static Shock, and I think one of them was Batman Beyond. I saw two different videos, and it was like, oh, can we watch the next one? And they're like, it was there is no next one. What do you mean there's no next one? It was <laughs> canceled, <laughs> and like with video, like with with um with live action things. I think actors and writers and producers and stuff have the opportunity to kind of, even if they don't, um, even if they don't plan for the ending, they're right there and they can like make adjustments with animation, Mm -hmm. the timing from drawing to writing, to voicing, to doing all those different pieces. You can't just turn on a, you can't find out that you're canceled, change the line of dialogue to finish it up. Like you, you don't have the animation to pull it off. That's a good point. I never thought of that that with specifically animation with finales. Um, but yeah, back then also, it's just it wasn't a time of finales, let alone with animation. You know, TV was such a different animal back then, and specifically with Beyond, <clears throat> that's a really good point to bring up. Um, but it's also what I think contributed to the quality of the show, and at least personally, what I like out of the DCAU, out of Batman shows, superhero shows is episodic TV that yes, it fits into a greater arc or Mm -hmm. a greater universe. Uh, It's part of a longer story, but it doesn't necessarily have to. And um, I think I'm, yeah, I, at the time I wasn't deep enough into the character to speak to whether or not I wanted a finale, but um, for sure, for people who like that kind of ending, it just was not the time for it. Bruce Tim says that too. He's just like shows just weren't getting, um, finales back then so to get that an epilogue fast forward to 2006 you know he's like look i got the same universe going in jlu i think jlu ran for like another year it wasn't like the end don't quote me on this no i think it guy, was but... like i think it was like the episode before the finale episodes of so it was the last season and stuff i think it was if okay. i'm if i'm correct i think it was the last season i'll just look it up go ahead you can yeah, keep yeah. going no it's all right uh it, but yeah it's just cool that bruce tim didn't uh, i guess going back to the quality of the show though i like for batman specifically um like so jl forward 
JL, even the first one, you start off with a three-parter. Mm -hmm. Then you have a bunch of two-parters. Almost all of the Justice League and JLU are two to three-parters. I'm maybe it's I'm an old man or I just like Batman better, but like Batman, New Adventures, up to beyond. These were episodic, uh, just good detective noir story short films, let's call them. Yeah. That happen to be Batman animation, uh, perfectly scored anywhere from, you know, the music wise, of course, but also like animation, everything about them was just incredible. And I like that JLU and, and JL are there. Uh, they're not my thing. And, and I feel like I should probably give them a little more time of the day, but I'm just a bat fan at the end of the day. And also because it's not nearly as connected again, mm -hmm. the Batman shows, I don't, I just don't feel the need to be like, I have to know them like the religion that I do with uh, animated and beyond yeah well oh, you were right it, they went for one more season but i think one of the things that came out okay. of it initially was i think that because it was this finale it was actually the finale of season two interesting for okay. for jlu but so jlu I, was what 2004 to 2006 yes okay. and and i think if i remember correctly and i could be completely wrong oh well batman beyond popped up in once in future once in future thing yeah. there was also uh Future Shock, he showed up in Static Shock yeah. as well. Um, I think one of the things that's one show I never got into for some reason. I think me neither. I yeah. think it was one of those things where I was too old at the time and didn't realize it connected until much later. Um, Same. Yeah. I, I want to say at that point when they did Epilogue, um, I don't know if they knew if JLU was coming back. Um, if I remember correctly. Um, because like I said, if I remember, because it's almost like that season three of JLU was like a whole new thing. Mm. Like the storyline they were going through kind of, it, it felt like when they started season three, like it was almost like a whole new world that they were living in. Um, and the cast got like, there was just so many more heroes at the time. Yeah. Stuff, like they right? just kept expanding, yeah. expanding, expanding. But with epilogue, I, what, what I was really happy with was it, it, it didn't feel like a real ending. Mm. Like it just felt like you had some closure. Like I didn't need to know, you know, everything about it, but the idea that Terry continued to be a Batman and that Bruce was still helping him. Like they became family. Um, like I didn't need to know, like, did Terry have kids? Did he fall in love with somebody? Did he, you know, was he with, you know, anybody, you know, what, what happened with Amanda? Wall like all those little pieces didn't necessarily need to know like a final stopping point for them. But for me, um, because there was so much angst and pushback between him and Bruce for so long that like, there was As he always did with the whole bat family, yeah. Right. There was always the question of whether or not Terry was going to just walk away. Mm. And so the idea of like you know, and then bringing Mask of the Phantasm into it too. <gasps> like it, you know, it's all of those little things that kind of just make the connection points that just hit all the good things they needed without ruining something like it didn't mm. feel like it because you know a lot of tv shows will go back and do something and they feel forced or they feel ruined or they feel out of place this just felt like nice little piece you hear a little bit about bruce you get a little bit of his heart you know what i mean at the beginning of the episode and then at the end and then 
you know, they send off into whatever the next season is. Um, so, um, so speaking of like, we talked a little bit about Bruce Tim, and I know that at New York Comic Con 19, was it nine? Yeah, it was 19. I know you did some interviews with, with some cast members and, and some bigger names. Like you, you got some good ones. Um, what's, Thanks, yeah. what's that like? What's that like been for you? Um, to do this and then get invited to do that. Yeah, that was just, I pinching myself the entire time. Like <laughs> I'm going back to 2016, as we talked about in the beginning, but honestly, like full circle to that of the teacher with a blog site and nothing else didn't even have the podcast starting out fast forwarding from then it would have been three comic cons. Uh, and again, 2016 first ever comic con. It's not like I was like deep in the geek world mm-hmm. before that, but always obsessed with Batman. I mean, Kevin Conroy's voice is always just like Batman to me. And yeah. then, yeah, to fast forward to 2019, uh, what you're referring to, yeah, is the 20th anniversary of Batman Beyond. So the show ran from 99 to 2001, and it was the 20th. And, you know, Kevin Conroy, I did a press roundtable. Uh, I could have done the step and repeat, but I did the roundtable a little more conversational. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Conroy, Lauren Tom, the voice of Dana Tan, Will Friedle, uh, younger Batman, of course, and Andrea Romano, which for me was like it was one of her last appearances. Because oh she would be at every single roundtable or interview room for the DC animated stuff for years, like San Diego, mm-hmm. New York. Like she was always one of the people, and she's one of the nicest people. So um, nice, but she stopped doing them for a while. Right, and she so retired she, 2015 or 2016. Yeah, yeah. So for her to come back and do the the anniversary ones i i'm happy that you got the opportunity to do that because she's a great person to talk to so yeah she was the voice in case you're not familiar Andrea romano voice director uh of most if not all the dcau and is just an absolute beast um and to me that was top of not as meeting batman let's say kevin (laughs) connor but just right up there with like Dana Tan or any of the cast, uh, Alan Burnett interviewing him mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think who else. James Tucker was the final one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't go for that one that year. I'm trying to think who, I don't think 19, I don't think I did any round tables in mm. 2019 because I had only come in to do the Hasbro stuff and to do my diamond select interviews. So I got invited to those things, but it was kind of one of those things where I just, I couldn't rationalize another trip. Um, yeah, cons, you got to really, you know. Yeah. Uh, time is a big thing. But, yeah, I mean, preparing for <clears throat> Conroy specifically, like the rest of them, I was like, all right, I've gone to a couple of Comic-Cons. I've met people. Uh, I had met Conroy a year before that, and he that's where he does the send-off to our podcast. You know, this mm. is Kevin Conroy, the voice of that. And I was like, I can't believe that happened. And never been so star-truck, starstruck in my entire life. Like, I'm usually pretty good around celebs Mm -hmm. i was like a complete child pissing my pants uh so i guess it was good that i met him and like primed myself for for the following year where i actually got to interview him but um the amount of time that i put into the question that i asked like i will say really paid off because like the response we've gotten on youtube and of course it's like the voice of batman and it's probably going to be your like biggest viewed video um but it the answer that this man gives is he's so passionate about this shit and it's the voice of Batman answering whatever you want to ask him. <laughs> so, so let's tease it. Let's tease people to go and yeah. see it. So what did you, what did you ask him? But let's not mm. give the answer. 
What okay. was the question? Beautiful. I like this. This is a good idea for content. <laughs> yeah. So the question was, and again, this took me a while to come up with, but it was, you know, you kind of play two Bruce's throughout the DCAU a couple of years ago. So this is me at the time, 2019, mm-hmm. asking them this going, you kind of play two Batmans going back. A couple of years ago was the 25th of Batman, the animated series. Now it's the 20th of beyond. Um, one of my favorite things about, you know, Batman beyond was, you know, seeing what had happened you said before with the what if the future you know what happens to these people and that's what's interesting about these future stories um seeing where this guy goes in his trajectory you essentially are playing two different characters what did it what place did you go to to bring out that beautiful old voice uh of bruce wayne and also the the prior thing that i asked too to that again this took me a while to come up with but it was like you know he it's been established that he's broken ties with the bat family. Like you talked about that potential with Terry, that that might've happened, but didn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, this guy, when we meet him is, is at the end of his rope, miserable. He's only got his dog and his big old mansion. Um, and his answer was just one of the most beautiful things. And uh, yeah, I, I, it's on above and Batman beyond. <laughs> um, one of the things <clears throat> that I, that one of the reasons I stopped doing some of the animated roundtables was because um, at a certain point, um, like you can talk to Kevin Conroy about stuff, but at a certain point, 90% of the questions that are going to get asked have been asked before. So they either come out as like canned answers um, or I don't know. um, Just they, they don't have the same weight. Right. I, I think mm-hmm. Conroy is an exception to that. I think he is so personable and so appreciative of the fans and the reaction and the passion for his his, you know, he's never going to get the. Well, I mean, he has played Batman on in live action at this point now, but like he's never going to get the adoration that a Christian Bale or a Ben Affleck or mm-hmm. a Michael Keaton will have because for the most part, nobody knows what he looks like, you know, now with the internet, it's a little bit different, but there's, you know, there's, there's this line where the people that do animated voices don't get the same kind of credit. Um, but some of the others, and I'll probably get in trouble for this, but it's fine. Um, some of the other actors that, that do the animated stuff when they're coming in for like one voice at a certain point, there's, there's not much more you can ask them. You know what I mean? Like you get a yeah. you get a table of eight people. So how did you approach the role? Okay, that's one answer. Um, you yeah. know, were you a fan of the character before? And if you get a no or you get a yes and then they stop, you're in trouble. Um, favorite moments. Yeah, man. and it's like, it's like... Um, <laughs> the, 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 just, just, there was one point where like we got stuck and I'm not going to say who it was, but we got at a table and the and the step and repeat line was taking a lot longer than they had planned. So we mm. had this one actor who was really nice to all of us and like, so what do you guys want to talk about? Um, because we were trying to stay on topic for the thing, but we ended up asking him about other projects he was working on because we had nothing else to ask him. He had like a very small part. He played one character. He maybe had five lines in the whole thing. Um, but he was big enough for a name that he was here and we had nothing to talk to him about. 
Like it just well, that's better though that you recognize that because I refuse to do the the canned question bullshit. I you know what if you had a superpower, what superpower well, would it be? Right, I, but no, but I'm happening. at a but I'm at a round table, so that stuff is still yeah. happening. <laughs> now you gotta right, but but for me to sit there and but I'm say just saying, you, you said that you switched to a different to talk about a different subject because but even that. But even that okay. just kind of cuts down. Like, there's a certain point where you're just like, yeah. Like we, we there was there was one time where, and I I I don't know if I have this on tape, but somebody's got to have this on tape. I was at a comic con. We were doing the burn table press room. Met Bruce Campbell. He oh, sat nice. down. He was our table last. Holy! And somebody asked him a question. Right. I think I asked him something about this is like the second season of burn notice or third season. And so I asked him a question and he was fine with it and he answered it. And somebody asked, asked a question about like, so Bruce, tell us what you're reading right now. And oh my God. <laughs> like the second what? question in and he just looked at us and all the other tables had left and he was the last one in there. He goes, you got me at your table and that's the best question you can come up with. Really? And then somebody immediately turned and said, you know, when we're done, can I take a picture with you? And he's like, I think we're done. And he just got up and took a picture with all of us at the table, which was really nice of him. But at the same time, I'm like, well, there goes my interview with Bruce Campbell. So the next year I was like, guys, whoever I sat down to, I'm like, listen, he's a great guy, but he doesn't put up with BS. So don't ask stupid questions. It's true. (laughs) That's the risk of doing a roundtable. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. Those people just have so like that's just not the 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 approach. You have the right perspective of going like, don't you know? So many of these interviews are, and that's why press junkets suck for these celebs, especially the higher level people, because they just get the same stupid questions over and over. Well, at, uh, at, and at that's every why table. I put yeah. so much time into that <laughs> that question and all the questions that I asked. But at but at a certain point, like you know. I, 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 I hate to say it, but like mm-hmm. when you're interviewing the same people over and over again, you know, oh, sure. when, yeah, when you're I've seeing Kevin Conroy once, multiple so. times sure. or you're seeing yeah, yeah. somebody else, you can't ask that same question every time. And no, but I mean, there's still there's always new stuff to BS about. Like there, there is, but there's, this is, I guess, why I like coming from the podcasting background, because I just have that ability to just be like, you know, I don't know. It, well, but but again, yeah. it's it's the round table, right? It's not. It, it, when we're when we're at those roundtables, you don't mm-hmm. have the opportunity to have this kind of back and forth, right? So when you're when you're asking your questions, um, there's a certain level where it kind of just drops off, like it just yeah. naturally drops off, and if you're not careful about it, like it really kind of it can kill it can kill the conversation. Let's put it that way. Where like I guess it, I've just had good luck around tables though. I yeah, just, uh, and maybe it was because that was only my first couple. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. I've had some bad ones where. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they go I, south. I, like I, I could imagine, dude. I have I have video of William Shatner going off the deep end about politics. <laughs> oh wow! I would love to see that. <laughs> I met him once in Atlantic City, uh, behind the scenes of, of a con, and I just gave him a pound. Yeah. He's so different than he used to be. It's great. It's just great to to listen to him sometimes. Um, uh, but we're we're at about an hour, so okay, um, cool. Uh, so tell everybody where they can find you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so my main channel right now, my main project is the Above and Batman Beyond YouTube channel that we talked about uh, throughout the episode. There's three main uh, for 
people, I guess, listening to your show, there's the DC Collected Cast show, uh, but there's also, like I was saying, uh, three different main series on there. There's the Batman Beyond show, there is the DC animated movie show, and then of course, DC Collected Cast. So a good uh, variety of DC animation and collectibles on there. And again, more and more videos uh, are coming up, but all of those shows also have companion podcasts. So subscribe to, they're all, they all have the same name, DC Animated Movie Show, Above and Batman Beyond and DC Collecticast. So subscribe to all that stuff. Uh, and then I also have in the works, uh, I am a filmmaker beside just the YouTube channel. So I have another channel coming, uh, Benjamin David Studios. That's for my production company that I've started. So I have some other, believe it or not, uh, non-DC related projects uh, coming, so. Cool, cool. Thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate it. It was it was oh, a lot of fun. Thank you for having yeah. me. Um, and uh, we look forward to again. Favorite subject? You have asked me to talk about myself. It's <laughs> I, I I'm looking forward to to being able to push out the the episodes with me too. Like I think we had pretty good conversations, even though I kind of trashed Todd McFarlane. But you guys can listen to the show to find out what I said. Um, no worries. So thanks for thanks for being here. Absolutely. Yeah. As a writer performer, I always, uh, you know, again, any opportunity to be on camera and talk about myself, I love it. So thank you. Cool. This podcast was brought to you by Jackson Studios. Jax!